Yo, everybody. Um, yeah, back for another episode. Thanks once again for clicking, listening, sharing, supporting. It's really, really sick. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, we had Brandon, who plays drums in the Marguas, on for this episode. Took me ages to even know how to pronounce the band's name. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're really, really sick. They put out an EP last year called One of Us Is Lying and released it as, you know, singles throughout the whole year. And yeah, every song on that's fantastic. Yeah, they've been recording with Nick Bruzzese, Um some new tracks don't know when they're coming out but something to get excited about looking forward to hearing them yeah this band have actually done a really sick uh job of like growing the, their band in the pandemic just by purely using the internet and marketing and promos and they're actually a really good example of how your band can get like way bigger and gain like a pretty loyal fan base uh without playing to a single person which is uh it's been really cool to see them do that in the lockdown and yeah they've used this past year the best they can and done a really good job of growing the band and putting out some great music so yeah big up um yeah i'd like to thank brandon for coming on the show the marguas are really good everybody should go listen to them especially if you're into like pop punk like mid-2000s emo you're gonna definitely enjoy it and yeah thanks so much again for him to coming on he's doing a veterinary medicine degree if I remember him saying correctly, which is, yeah, really sick. Um, big respect for doing that. And yeah, uh, super nice guy, super great band. Keep listening to these episodes, we really appreciate it. And yeah, take care, stay positive, you know, always the same. Do you, do the best you can every day to have a good time. And yeah, lots of respect. Thank you once again. Listen to the Marguas. Take care. See you later. What's yeah, up, man? How we doing? Yeah, man, I'm chilling. How are you today? I'm great, great. I uh, had an exam this morning and now I'm just talking to you, you know? <laughs> what was the exam on? So are you still at uni then? Are you doing like an extended... Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm in like, uh, I'm getting my, my uh, degree in veterinary medicine. So I'm like in doctoral oh, wow. program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow, uh, I had an exam this morning and uh, now, you know, now I'm here. <laughs> just chilling. Basically, when I first heard of your band, it was basically from the internet. From I interviewed yeah. Nick kind of last year. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been working with, on some projects with people and then I kind of went on the Instagram of the the Lumberyard and I had absolutely mm-hmm. no idea how to pronounce your band's name, man. Literally, I was like, yeah. what the fuck is this band even called? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy how that like... So... Um, the Magwas is kind of like this whole, uh, mm. <laughs> it's like, has its own like mythos, I guess. I feel like it, I feel like a lot of people, um, get tripped up by the name, obviously, because it's so weird. It's so like, uh, <laughs> I- I'll never forget the first time we were like announced into the world. Somebody else, uh, like locally, um, was like promoting a show and we were playing and, uh, they, I, I'm pretty sure they called us like the Mangus or something, like, and that's like, <laughs> I was like, N- Close, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, our, our name kind of came from, like, uh, there's a whole story behind it. We've told the story a bunch of times. Um, and most of the times we'll just revert to like the last of the Mohegans because there's, um, I guess he's the bad guy in it. Uh, Magua or Magua's um, is yeah. the name of somebody in the movie. Um, but the actual story for us is like when we first formed, we had like seven people in the band um, for like a day. It was like, okay. um, you know, a drunk text went out. I was like, who wants to be in a band? I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, and yeah. seven people showed up and uh, the one guy in the band, Tommy Swift, his uh, family was, um, I, I forget how many were actually in this family, but growing up, his, his dad had like whatever, seven you know, member family members or brothers. Yeah, um, yeah. Eric, Eric, Eric could tell this story way better than I can because he knows the whole thing. But es- essentially, I guess they were called the Magwas. So that's what their, their parents called them, um, and that's kind of where we got our name. And that's kind of where you go from there. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a great name, man. Super different, yeah. and interesting. It's funny how you had For seven sure. members. I swear that that was like a thing though, like about ten years ago. You remember bands like yeah. I don't know, Forever <laughs> the Stickiest Kids and like Attack Attack. There was just like loads of fucking people. In add them on, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like let's get yeah, the normal I mean, five and then a synth player <laughs> and another singer. Yeah. Yeah, we had like uh, I think when when we lined up, it was like because Eric could play the drums too, so it was like Eric myself um and then you know Dalton and Jenks and Luke were, and then the other two members Anthony and Tommy Anthony and Tommy could both play guitar yeah. uh Anthony could also sing Anthony was Eric's cousin it was like a bunch of people just like uh and we started playing and like five minutes in Anthony goes yeah you know what uh yeah same for me <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tommy stuck around for a couple more weeks you know Tommy stuck around for a couple more weeks and that was it we were like all right like 
five five members here to here it is it's all you, you need there's a few last yeah, five man. minutes you ever like worked at a job with a new person they just quit on like the second day and you're like yeah, yeah. Like, just like that know, you don't even know what it's called. <laughs> exactly yeah for sure so like this past year i would say it's been like really successful for you guys especially last year um absolutely yeah and because uh, i wasn't expecting an ep to come out because you were just putting like single after single why did why did you put mm-hmm. out the ep in like a single format considering like you put five tracks out as a single like what was the idea of that yeah yeah uh so okay um I'm like the kind of the marketing side of the band. I do a lot of like internal management. And um, cool. actually, like, as we were like planning our initial release, we originally planned to release three and then the rest of the EP. Okay. Um, but as we had gone along, I, I, I'm kind of a fan of like following new trends in the music industry. And, and um, the Chainsmokers, I don't want to say they invented this idea, but they kind of mastered it in a way. It's called like a waterfall release. So what they'll do is they'll put out a song and then a couple weeks later, they'll put out another song and um on the release on like spotify or something it'll be like the new song and then right underneath it will be the song they just released a couple weeks ago mm. and so um that you know there's a couple different reasons why people do that a lot of it is for um like um essentially to get more people to listen to your music as it goes along because you know something i'll release something on social media i'll release a new song and then some people will see it and then a couple weeks later we'll release a new song and people will see it but not maybe not the same people um, and so it's kind of like that way of building that fan base to kind of like, oh, like, ooh, they had this song. Yeah, let me check out this. We didn't get it to work exactly as we wanted to. Um, I think our initial plan was to have it be like event, just build into the EP. So like a song release. And then, the, you know, a couple weeks later, like I said before, like so- new song and the song from past week. But the way it worked for us, it just came out like single after single after single, which is fine. You know, I think it worked really well. But um, yes, I, I think our our, yeah. our next approach will kind of be to do it like, you know the actual waterfall release style if we decide to do that i don't know um yeah but i it, i mean it worked really well i was actually surprised and it kind of gave each song its own like story you know it gave it like it, however many weeks we did it gave uh you know the amount of press it needed it gave every single song a chance to kind of grow on its own and, and, and gain its own you know following because every song i thought you know while they they sat well with each other i thought they each like brought their own character and, and their own you know story to the table and a lot of people yeah. Um, resonated with different singles so it kind of worked out in <laughs> in a way i didn't even expect so very excited about that yeah yeah man because i think i said a lot of people do that nowadays i think it's a, do you think it's a lot easier to promote a single in this like digital climate we're living in compared to like i don't know 15 years ago because back in the day if you were putting out singles you were like you were like a weaker band you know like a seven inch band mm-hmm. but now it's like do you find it much easier and do you think it's obviously not surprising why people do it yeah i think the industry kind of pushed towards and i don't even know if that was their intention with streaming um it just happened to be that you know singles performed better and again kind of gave each song it's it's you know you go into a studio and you put in like however many thousands of dollars into each single song you make and you know with streaming people don't have the attention span as they used to you know like when you would listen to a record or a vinyl you would sit down like i still do it i mean i have a record player and I'll sit yeah, down and I'll, I'll listen to the thing front to back and be like, okay, like this is great, but that's like my own time. We're streaming, like you're on the go or, you know, you're in the car and, and, and whatever. And it's just kind of like, you know, fast paced, like the world is, you know? So people don't spend as much time discovering or, or really deep diving into albums as they used to. Um, mm. And not to say that that's, that art form is dead because I know that a lot of people still like, even for us, like when we write records and when we, and we you know what we've been writing, uh, we try and tell a story front to back. And I think that's kind of something um, that should still be appreciated and still be done. Um, but definitely like in, especially in like pop and, and things like that. Um, there's yeah. definitely a lot more creation towards that. Let's just put out, let's put out a banger, you know, here we go. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not going to go, it could be on a record, cannot be on a record. You know, uh, they don't, it doesn't matter as long as people hear it to them. You know? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. That's cool. Cause I don't, yeah. People's attention span has decreased in the past like decade or so, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent, which it's, it's a shame, but like, it's also like, I don't know, it, it sure it was always going to go that way there's like all, all this evidence mm-hmm. to make this happen do you think as well yeah absolutely i think it's kind of like you know a lot of different with the internet especially with like, like smartphones i feel like and i feel like i'm like you know doing myself but you think back to like when we were kids or whatever i feel like we're probably around the same age um How old you know, you had like i'm gonna be 27 on saturday so Oh, you know? cool, man. Happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank I'm, you. <laughs> I'm 25 this year. So, yeah. Almost. Yeah. So, close enough, you know. Um, yeah. Like, growing up for me, like, I had, you know, you had, like, MTV at VH1 or, or, or whatever it was in, in the UK or whatever. This I think Kerrang! is what you guys... 
It was Kerrang and uh, yeah, and Scuzz TV. There was two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like growing up, like for me, um, most of my music consumption in my early years was like MTV, things like that. I would watch. Like I remember discovering um, a jumpsuit apparatus was like you know, and then I saw the uh, yeah. My Chemical Romance, like Helena and all those music videos, and then you know Black Parade. Like I remember when those like premiered on those on those uh, yeah. uh, uh, programs, and then. Um, as I entered like my middle school years, I would listen most of my music on like YouTube. So like all the bands I discovered then were, I mean, uh, I think the story of the year was like one of the big ones that uh, kind of like, you know, and then I started discovering like all time low and Paramore and things like that. And I feel like nowadays it's TikTok. It's a 15 second, vi- it's a 15 second video of like a band playing like, Oh, that's my new favorite band, you know? And that's, Fucking it's cool. Nuts. It's really unique, but you kind of yeah. have to find a whole new way to like reach people. You know, you have to find a way to make creatives that people are like, Oh, that's really sick. I want to listen to this band now. Um, Mm. so yeah I mean, it's crazy crazy world <laughs> kind yeah, of changed it, it's changed massively man i don't do you think like labels were a bit slow on it as well because like, i don't know in a way because um mm. i don't know i spoke to somebody before and they were like oh labels should have made their own spotify's for the labels and stuff mm-hmm. you know like pure noise mm-hmm. for example or hopeless and then do you know what i mean just have yeah. their own slide categories yeah, yeah it's completely different man for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, it's been, you know, I don't necessarily know how labels approach streaming currently. I, I know that they have different techniques, I'm sure. Um, mm. and, and I know marketing is always, I mean, content is, is king always. I mean, that's kind of just the bread and butter of all, of all, you know, creatives, I guess, like, like uh, that, labels yeah. and things like that. But I, I, I'm not sure, you know, I think, was it Napster that originally did streaming that started it? I, I feel like there's a little Napster, yeah. I, I, you know, and then I don't know how that all turned into Spotify and everything else we have now, but, uh, neither do all. <laughs> I know, yeah. I, I know that like, it was kind of quick. I feel like it was like, okay, I was, okay, this is what we're doing now, you know? And, um, so true, it's definitely man. a different, different world. I just don't know. I don't know how, how we got here, but I appreciate it. It's definitely, it has its pros and cons for sure. Um, but I think it definitely, you know, for me, Spotify is just a way to discover music. I think the, the fandom really comes down to the, the band and the people, um, Absolutely, man. you know, and how, and how, they all, how they all connect, you know. Yeah. So, it's all fun. <laughs> this is my bread and butter. Yeah. You know? So your, your band to me kind of sounds like it's a blend. Obviously, I live in England, so I don't know. Like yeah. A, yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like a blend of old American kind of like 80s rock mixed with like the Warped Tour kind of like yeah. vibe like how is am i correct in like getting in your head like that and how do you, how did you kind of make the two worlds balance and because and get the sound that you do yeah i think it's funny because um you're probably the first person that ever mentioned like the 80s like rock sound but i will say um our band member it's very different like dalton grew up kind of like hair metal our good one of our guitarists and then jenks uh he's you know he was always a fan of like rocks like breaking benjamin was like one of his favorite bands um and they're like from our area so like yeah. for him like that's like a whole yeah. whole thing and then myself uh I've, i'm like the war tour like hardcore um yeah, and yeah. luke the ba- ba- basis is is i mean he's a rush guy he loves rush he loves like that kind of music and eric i feel like he he loves like um i feel like a lot of different bands because he's just so uh into like um he likes heavier music he also likes like like emo stuff and he likes um even emo rap like his his range is a little bit different than the rest of us um yeah but in a good way um and so like the way it all kind of comes together it's weird like i'll um for a lot of will everybody same and what's coming next a lot of it was um I'll like conceptually conceptualize an idea um, and and really write the lyrics and then bring it to Jenks and then we'll kind of like come up with the idea because I can't like I can play guitar and I can like can barely play bass um, but um, I'll kind of like format the idea show it to Jenks for him to kind of like bring it to life a little bit and then we'll show it yeah. to the rest of the band and kind of like formulate it into what you hear now um, and so I feel like everyone's influence kind of shines through as you kind of build the pieces together you know Eric's voice is super unique and. Um, a lot of people have compared it to like rise against and when he sings those like higher notes, especially like in glum and like choke, you kind of hear like the, huh? Yeah. Like, and it's funny cause we never thought it, we, we never thought of that. And recently when we were shooting the videos with Alex, um, we like sat down and listened to a couple rise against songs and then listened to like, uh, you know, some of the stuff off of uh, when was lying. We were like, Whoa, wait a minute. Like, 
I kind of hear it, you know. Yeah, and so, there's a <laughs> yeah, there's like a big uh, siren song of the counterculture vibe from you guys, hugely like early rise against like that. Yeah, it's sick, man. Very cool. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Um, I mean. I don't know how to describe our sound. It's just kind of funny. You kind of can tell. Like we just we go off like that emo anthem rock. I think we we got that off of Spotify. They had like their own uh, way of like categorizing different sounds. Um, yeah. And like we fell on yeah. the line of like pop punk and like emo anthem. I was like, okay, like we'll just be an emo, emo anthem. Rock emo band. So that's, anthem. That's I can't believe that's even yeah. a thing now. Yeah, emo anthem. You know? <laughs> yeah, crazy man. <laughs> Sad yeah. lyrics that, that you dance to. I guess is kind of what we do. You know? Man, it, it happens though, because in America, I've seen, don't you do that thing, emo night? Isn't that a thing there? And they have yeah, like... Oh, that's cra- huge. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. fucking mad. Yeah. And they have they have some like <laughs> legit people fucking like DJ and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Emo night is huge. Uh, we have one locally um, that always, I think, sells out. And like, I remember going to, we got invited to it because we know the person who ran it. And um, we got, we, we got, you know, we got there and had ourselves a hell of a time. <laughs> um, and I remember yeah. like grabbing the mic, we were on stage and I like grabbed the microphone. I was a little, you know, having a good time. And uh, at one point I'm like singing with like the organizer of the event. And I just like, <laughs> he was like, we were singing back and forth. And I just hit him in the face with the microphone. <laughs> wailed them. It's like, yeah, there you go. Like, even night forever, you know? But yeah, I mean, I think Atlanta has a huge one. I think LA obviously probably is a huge one. And yeah, I think yeah. there's like, I don't know if it's a company that travels or if they just do, but like Emo Night itself is like a whole a whole thing. I don't know. It's it's insane. It's a huge culture down over here. And yeah, it's crazy. I love man. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, man, like some of the people when they post on Instagram, they're like, on DJ and Emo Night, I was like, I was there, shit-faced. I saw you on stage. <laughs> Playing like Finch and my chem, I would be, I would be there. They sound sick. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, why not? You know, fucking <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, that's yeah. sick. So, right, you've been recording with Nick recently, from what I've seen yeah. and heard, because I spoke to Nate Zander on here before, like a Fantastic. few weeks ago, yeah. and uh, yeah. he told me he played some violin on there, which was fucking sick. Yeah. So, yeah. is there? <laughs> yeah. So. What I don't know, I don't know how much you want to say or how much you can say, but like, what's mm-hmm. what's on the calendar, basically, man? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I'll start with yeah, Nate. Uh, that that was Nick helping hook us up. We we went to the studio. We recorded uh, a few songs. Um, some of our what I feel is like our, our our best work. Definitely our like our deepest work. It's much. It's kind of a tonal change, but not in like a drastic way. Um, it's definitely okay. um, we're definitely going in a direction that's a little bit more. Um, I don't want to say dark, but it's a little bit more dramatic. It's a little bit more um, okay. cathartic and, and, and very, we enter a lot of deep, deep uh, issues and lyrics. And um, it deals a lot with, um, mm-hmm. you know, loss and things like that. And I think people are, are really going to um, relate to it in a way um, that I think we've, we've never really done before. Um, it's So we're super excited about it. We're, it there's going to be like a whole, a whole thing going with this, but yeah, Nate, Nate, cool. It worked on a couple songs and and crushed it. It's, it's, I actually listened to that podcast. So I loved it. And he, oh, you know, we you. didn't at that time we hadn't heard what the song sounded like with Nate Adams. So like when you posted that podcast or whatever, um, you know, we listened. We're like, oh, like we're so excited. We haven't even heard them yet. And then like the next week we got them, and yeah, it blew our minds away. It's it's incredible. So uh, we don't actually know exactly when all the stuff is going to come out. We know it's going to be probably later this year. There's a chance it could come out in early 2022, but. Um, there's some things like working behind the scenes that we're trying to like map out and make sure it's all all set. But you know, we filmed a bunch of music videos for it last weekend with uh, Alex Eric. Um, I saw it. Looks cool, man. He's, uh, yeah, we had a blast. We went to like an abandoned school and we got a castle. We we filmed in a castle <laughs> and like uh, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, we did some ridiculous stuff just because like why not? You know? And uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. This is the most we we you know we this is the most we've put into um, our music before. I think we, we learned a lot with the one of us is lying era and it definitely mm-hmm. showed us, you know, places we can, you know, work on our music, places we work on our creatives and things like that. And, and I think this time around we're, we're going into it with everything, everything we've got. We're super excited for it. It's amazing, man. That's so cool because like your band to me is probably been the best I've seen of like growing and just being a fucking sick band without playing a show, like in the in the time yeah, that I've in, in in the time that I've been aware, which has been probably since like yeah last year, probably a year ago. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I think the band's done such a good job of promoting and growing without even playing live to a single person. Like was that yeah. was that um, 
I'm guessing that was definitely intentional and you had like a digital plan and really like, you know, embraced the pandemic that way and thought, you know, going to make the mm-hmm. best of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll say it definitely changed our, so when we were going into the release cycle, um, mm-hmm. we had just scheduled like an entire like summer tour. Like we were going to be touring like for like three or four months, like just like playing everywhere with a bunch of different bands. And, um, the That's moment, like the pandemic, hit, we played, yeah. yeah, we played it, we played a show in March, like literally like, I think it was, it's been a year since, you know, I guess last weekend, um, since we yeah. played and, you know, we kind of weren't sure, but it was always our plan to release music during that time. So we just decided, you know what, like whatever money we had to save up for tour, whatever we had, like, let's just, let's just market the, you know, the shit out of this and just see what happens. And then all of a sudden, like all, we, you know, we grew, um, I think our, even our Instagram, like when we started the release of one of us is lying, I think we had like maybe 700, 800, maybe 900 followers on Instagram. We're now up to like 3.2 or 3.3. It's in a year. I mean, it's been, you know, that growth alone to us is like, same thing with followers on Spotify. We're, we're closing in on like 10,000 followers on Spotify. And I think we had like 2,000 when we started last year. Amazing, man. You so, deserve it, man. It's so been cool. wild. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're very thankful. It's been, it's been a great year. And um, I know it's been weird because like, you know, COVID, it's been really sad year for a lot of people. And it's been very difficult for so many people. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's, we don't, we try not to highlight too much of what we, what we experienced because it's been, you know, it has been great, but we recognize that like there's a lot of people going through a lot a very different experience in the past year and so yeah um, we're very thankful for the opportunity but you know we recognize what's going on at the times and just kind of just kind of riding the wave <laughs> yeah man like what why do you think it worked for you then at a time where you couldn't play because that this is like the most successful the mm-hmm. band's been and mm-hmm. you actually couldn't it really expose yourself properly properly but like right. why yeah why what conscious thing did you specifically do and like how did you approach this plan like specifically and you know what what advice would you maybe put out there you know while while we're having a chat man because it, because you obviously yeah. like increase things massively yeah i think you know just looking back at the, at the beginning of the band and and how we marketed ourselves then versus now um i know this is the first time we had actually put like a good amount of money monthly towards marketing our music and i think that helps like uh, you know um yeah it, it helped us a lot <laughs> it was kind of like wow that that really helped um and it's not like we did like like weird like marketing schemes and things like that we literally just kind of took the time sat down you know because you had it with covid took the time to really learn um how to properly use like instagram how to properly use you know facebook and youtube and things like that and how to you know um play towards those algorithms and play towards you know fan building i think our big my my most conscious thing with the band always has been um fan building and just like connecting with people um yeah and so like our our big thing is like if someone comments on our on our stuff we always answer them or if someone sends a message like we always want to answer them and we always want to be attentive to them we always want to make sure they know that they're they're being heard and that we you know appreciate them checking out our music we appreciate you know what they have to say some people might might come in and say something oh i didn't really love the song but you know keep doing what you're doing like we appreciate that input we appreciate hearing from people um because you know especially this past year was a very lonely year for a lot of people too so you know, just being there for people, um, even if they don't like the music, like just being present (laughs) for people on online, I think was very important for our band. Um, yeah, man. And like, and like I said too, with the marketing, um, we went from, you know, I think by the start we had like 300 monthly listeners and now, you know, in the past year, it's been like consistently between 5,000 and 7,000. Um, and a lot of that has been like repeated, like people just, you know, listening to her music, tuning in, and then, you know, adding us to their playlists and things like that and, and doing, you know, things you can't really, you, you know, you can, can't really tell people like, hey, you got to put me on this playlist. It's more just like organic, just a lot of organic stuff. Yeah, um, that's like a conscious decision on their part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's it's been insane. It's been very overwhelming <laughs> for a while. It's been just like, especially in the past couple months, like in January, February, we had like a big, jump um like uh, glum was at a hundred thousand streams and like a month later it was a hundred it's i think it's at like one hundred sixty-five thousand now and it's like oh like yeah wow, like, what is ha- like we don't really know what's happening it's just like oh this is great it's just a lot of people are really connecting i guess and yeah um it's it's been great i don't know i don't know what other advice to give except you know believe in you know if you don't know how to properly market your band um there are people out there that aren't going to scam you you know i don't know um there's uh my one great friend Anthony, I can't, I can never pronounce his last name. It's Anthony Pet something P. I'll that's, say that's so um, ironic he, with your band name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he uh, he uh, runs a company called Simple. It's on. It's they're all over social media, all over like Facebook and stuff. And he 
um, offers like free advice. Like if you have a question about marketing, you post in his group and he'll, he'll answer as best as he can. Well, well, no, um, he does offer, yeah, he does offer services like that you could pay for, but, um, he's just trying, he's not trying to like scam anybody. He's just like, listen, man, like I know it's tough. It's hard to navigate and you're all trying. He's like, as long as you're not paying for like some botted playlists and like that, like I'll help you as best I can. Yeah. You know, um, mm. which is really cool. Um, I've never actually never specifically used his service, but I have, you know, reached out to him before to ask questions when I've had them, especially recently, like the iOS thing with, I don't know if you, if you're familiar with the um, changes with advertising on social media, but Apple came in and like changed a bunch of rules and you have to verify domains and do all this. Uh, it's, it's, it took a lot of work to get it all set yeah. back up, but it, yeah, I mean, it's been, and he was very helpful with that. So, you know, shout to simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fucking nice people, man. That's good to hear. Yeah. 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 That's sick. So, so like, I want to go back to the new stuff just briefly. Cause I know it's mm-hmm. still like, uh, you know, in the mixing bowl. We'll call it. But For like, sure. Are you, what What are you doing? Singles, EP, like an eventual EP with like that waterfall effect. Uh, what What's your plan? And because uh, obviously, did you feel a bit of pressure to try and build and escalate on the you know the pace that was already running? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, coming into so, so our mindset kind of changed a little bit. So going into the studio, we were like, okay, we're gonna get these songs done, and then we'll probably release them in in let's say May, right? Um, and now something's changed like behind the scenes um you know some different players showing interest in different ways and um for us it's been like okay well what is this going to be when like is this going to be an ep is this going to turn into something else going to turn into a record is it going to be singles is it going to be you know we release one song and eventually these other songs go on to something else so it's kind of been like up in the air in that aspect um yeah which for me is like a nightmare as like the planner (laughs) you know it's like oh what are we gonna (laughs) do here um but i think you know schedules and plannings and things like that are all kind of coming to a head now and then in probably the next month and i think we'll have a much more clear answer to that about what it is that this is going to be um it's 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 definitely a uh it's definitely it, it will probably run very similar to one of us is lying um but there might be some changes too. There's definitely going to be a lot more content. I'll, I'll say there's going to be a lot more like us constantly putting things up. There's going to be a lot more, um, you know, like we're going to be going live a bunch of times. We're going to be um, doing probably a bunch of giveaways and things like that. There's going to be a lot more engagement, I think, as we go through this next cycle. So right now you're kind of experiencing us in this low of like, ooh, what are they doing? Yeah, <laughs> like what are they up to? Yeah, like, man, I was you know, wondering. We're posting like once a week. Like, ooh, what are we doing? Like, uh, we're just been planning it's a lot of planning <laughs> yeah yeah i can fucking imagine man yeah yeah, yeah. No fair play man i'm here for it i'm looking forward to uh, what unfolds yeah, thank you yeah man we're excited we uh we don't i can't i can't oh, i see i'm like so anxious like, oh, i just want to tell you everything but like <laughs> i can't give it all away oh, don't, don't even often, tell me man maybe, don't, don't, we'll, we'll do this next again year we could chat yeah next yeah year yeah, we'll, chat and, yeah. And review this <laughs> yeah yeah we'll, we'll do another podcast in like four or five months Absolutely. or something yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> then you can tell me. Then you can tell me, man. Yeah, exactly, cool. exactly. Yeah. So, drumming wise, how long have you been playing drums? I, I play drums as well, man. So, uh, if you know, oh, hell yeah, for a bit. Yeah. How long have you been playing? Yeah. And why did you start? How did you get into it? Yeah, I uh, I started playing in in fifth grade. So I guess around two thousand five. Um, my grandfather was a drummer. Um, right. And, how old? How old is fifth grade? Sorry, we don't. I we feel don't, like, we don't do it like that. Y- yeah, that? Uh, I feel like I was like. Uh, 10 or 11 like 10 or probably, 11 probably 10 or 11 yeah. around there I, I, I was 11 yeah yeah cool yeah yeah so like around there you know um and i actually inherited my drum set from my grandfather he it was like tucked away you know like curious look it was tucked away underneath his stairwell in his basement and it was like a 1947 ludwig um what? that i refurbished sick. have you still yeah, got it yeah I still got it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, I, uh, cool. I refurbished it in 2017. Like I like, you know, took it all apart and, and cleaned everything and um, really like redid everything. Um, and I still play. I play for practices, you know, um, I Amazing. still, wow. Yeah. It's an incredible piece of equipment. I love Goodness, it. And man. actually when I, when I was cleaning it, you know, inside the bass drum and found like articles from before the moon landing and like all this stuff. Oh, like, God. No way. Um, God. Yeah. That's wicked. Yeah. Yeah, I've got like symbols from them too. And yeah, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> and I, yeah, so I started playing uh, like self taught. Um, he, he, a lot of it was just, I do a lot of like listening. So I'll do like listen and playback. Um, yes. I did take like mu- music in school. Um, 
and that helped with like reading and things like that. But I, I, I can't say I necessarily kept up with that. I still know, you know, I took music theory in, in college. Um, and I learned a lot about, you know, I, I kind of enhanced my skills that way, but I never like actually took like a drumming class or had a drumming instructor or anything like that. Oh, really? um, okay. yeah, yeah. 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 So I kind of just went through it. Uh, I have, a, you know, uh, Jake from Made of Parade is my idol. So like, that's who like I tried to, <laughs> tried to emulate as I was growing up. I, I listened to like every single Made of Parade record back to front, you know, and i still do that now i'll like put one on and just play play it all all the way through i don't even think i get still i don't even think i play it right but i still still play along yeah man oh cool that that's that's an interesting idol to have actually man uh yeah yeah great drummer yeah fuck yeah i used to listen to that first record lesson romantics that's a good album man. oh yeah yeah oh yeah that's that's very formative for my music case (laughs) did you go to the 10-year tour of it when they did it i'm guessing you did i i did i actually oh Oh, my god you didn't go i i I had tickets i had tickets what i uh i was i don't even remember the whole story i was it was in college at the time i think it was like my senior year of college so um i had tickets and it was in philly like i was in philly at the time like only a couple minutes away. I don't think I had anyone to go with. I think uh, the person I was supposed to go with at the time couldn't come. And oh. I, it was like the night of. And I was like, well, I had never, honestly, like prior to the band, I had been to maybe like one or two concerts in my life. <laughs> um, really? And wow. yeah. yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, like I didn't go to my first college to the concert till I was in college. And then. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was weird. You think I would, I, a lot of people think I, like I'm lying when I say that. Like, yeah, like I really didn't go. And, and, and even with our like local music scene, like I didn't, get into local bands until I was in one, you know? And that was like yeah. really weird for a lot of people. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, I, I guess, you know, I missed that. And then I had another opportunity to go see them and I missed that too. And then I saw them at like the last warp tour um, that came through Scranton, like not, not like the festival, one, but like the actual like tour tour. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that, that was insane. It was a lot of like, a lot of people like uh, crowd surfing and so, like, 90% of the show, I was actually just, like, getting kicked in the face. And I was like, oh, this is insane. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but they were wicked live. Like, I was just, like, yeah, like, total fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair yeah. play, man. Yeah, yeah. Fair play. So, I seen you playing SJC drums recently, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, very, yeah. Nice very nice kit. How did you, Thank you get involved with having those three letters on the kick drum? Did you, was that, was that just yeah. you wanted to make a little upgrade or what? Yeah, how did that go about? Yeah, so uh, I started with SJC right when the band started. I actually picked up like their Pathfinder kit. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, was, like in like 2018, it's like a what $500 dollars kit, and I played that thing everywhere, and I loved it, absolutely loved it. And Jake is like sponsored by SJC, that's kind of inspired me to like really get into them. Um, and so, um, moving forward to 20, right before the pandemic, another thing, I uh, met this person um who lived up in connecticut i want to say i always mix it up here connecticut massachusetts wherever jc is um uh, in, like, I, yeah, I, I don't know i don't know man. yeah yeah I, I always mix it up um but he uh had purchased that kit um from sjc directly um and he was he's in college and he was trying to move somewhere he, he needed to get rid dump like dump the kit he's like listen i gotta get, I gotta get rid of it I'm like okay like I'll buy it, whatever. It's huge. It's very different dimensions. The bass drum's like 22 by 22. It's ginormous, it's like a cannon. And then it's fast sack tom. So it's like 5.5 by 12, 7.5 by 16, 7.5 by 18. So they're like really like just meaty, fat, like, I don't know. Like, they look like a burger. You know, like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I noticed that. I actually noticed that just from the pictures yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, how it how does insane? Yeah, I can fucking imagine. how was it playing that though with those with those toms like that man and and all those dimensions because it's uh yeah what was your what was your opinion as a player? I always wondered. I was like I'd love yeah to toms yeah yeah I I so I'm like kind of really into tuning my drums the specific you know sounds so like my toms I'll tune them to a third of each other and I'll you know have them at certain pitches. I'm not like super into the point where like I'll pull my computer and set it to like a D or like whatever. Some people tune them to like notes, which I think is like insane. It's oh, cool, that, but I'm, I definitely cool, don't want into that. Yeah, it's a little too, too much for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I was very surprised with how full, especially the 16 and 18 inch Tom sound. They're very like, it just sounds like a regular Tom. They've got a lot more like portholes in it to push out the air. So it doesn't necessarily have that long, deep sustain like you'll get with like a like an eighteen by eighteen, like one of those really deep tons like we'll use in the studio. But um, 
for like playing live, especially, I, I feel like, especially for, you know, the punk sound, I don't necessarily know if like the emo sound, but definitely for like a punk sound, it definitely, if you tune those things a little bit higher, you definitely get that quick, like, like just super, like yeah. low sustain, just pump it out. Yeah. Yeah. Super tacky. Yeah. Um, so that's been really cool. Like playing with that kit. And then I picked up my snare. Um, it's actually the snare drum. I was one of the touring snare drums, I believe for the drummer of cartel. Um, so oh, I picked that oh. up last, a couple months ago, maybe like six or seven months ago. Um, that thing is wicked. I love it. It's seven, seven, I think seven by 14. Um, big, Fucking oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's thick. It's, <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's, it's got this beautiful, like white, like, I don't want to say like brown, but it's like a white pearly wrap that like, it kind of has like a, like a two tone shades into the middle. Really cool. Nice. Really unique sounding snare. Nice. And I mean, obviously you haven't heard the new songs yet, but I recorded with that snare this time around. And I think it, definitely you know um change the sound for us in, a, in an even better way um i'm very excited for that <laughs> yeah i'd love to hear man i can't wait to hear the yeah. uh through the mind. Yeah. yeah wicked man yeah so with the band we were talking and like a minute ago everyone has kind of like different music tastes man and approaches to creating mm-hmm. and playing like why do you think it all can meet in the middle and shake hands and all get along when actually in everyone's own mind, it's all a little, everyone's <laughs> yeah. on their own kind of island. Why do you, why mm-hmm. do you think it has kind of worked so well and resolved in this really nice blend of like tones and textures and visions? Yeah. Uh, that's an interesting question. I don't think I ever really thought about it. Um, I feel like, uh, one thing that people might not know about our band is that, um, aside from myself, the rest of them, all grew up together like they were all i mean we went to the same high school i was just a year above them so it was a little bit like disconnect there um yeah. and i was also more so of like a private player like i knew eric from um his cousin and we kind of became friends that way and then the rest of them kind of all grew up together they were in bands together um and so they've been really close for a really long time they kind of know each other's like do's and don'ts you know <laughs> like oh <laughs> you know don't push them don't press them on this don't do that you know and um and so i think that that, that dynamic of, of understanding understanding their friendship and understanding um what it is that each member likes and doesn't like um really plays a part like i know for us like moving when we were writing this this latest record um you know there was the discussion about like like synthesizers and 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 things like that and each member has their own opinion about you know the use of like certain synths or certain sounds you know we don't want our sound to go too far down one road we don't want our sound to, to but we also don't want our sound to be stuck at you know, the other spectrum, like we don't want to just like not add anything to our sound as we grow. And when we have that conversation, it does, you do take parts from every, every person. It's like, you know, if you have someone who loves like eighties music or or eighties rock or someone who loves like rush, you know, um, they might really have a preference about, you know, the bass tone you use or the the types of the way the drums sound, you know, or, um, and so as we kind of like work through that and understand each other, I think that friendship that they had really helps, you know, me yeah. understand, okay, well, like, you know, if I ever like, don't really know how someone's reacting, like I might talk to one member, big, like, like, I, like, how do you think, you know, the rest of the guys will react to this? Like, do you think, like, how should I present it? And I think that that kind of helps too, in terms of, of, of just allowing ourselves to grow and really understand where each member's coming from. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a unique thing that I think not many bands really experience. Um, and if they do, um, maybe that's why they do so well. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that can go one of two ways, like, surely, because, like, everyone can be like, fuck you, this is how I want it. Or they can be like, that's cool, we'll try and, like, take on everybody's idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you think having that... uh, Yeah, go on, sorry. No, it's it's a lot of compromise, I feel like, at times. Like, uh, but there's never been a point, I think, in our writing where, you know, we've we've gone down the road and we've been like, you know what, this is, like... Hmm. nah you know like we've always at least been like we'll hear it we'll be like okay let's hear it and if it doesn't work it's like okay moving on you know we don't get really stuck on an idea for too long because at that point you know for us we're, we are kind of a band that's scattered all over the place like i'm in virginia and the rest some of the band members are back home in scranton and eric's in law school um and like somewhere else in pennsylvania so like time together is very limited so we can't oh, get wow. stuck too much on like okay this is you know we're gonna we're gonna travel down this like heavy rock song like if we get through and we don't like it, like, okay, like, moving on. <laughs> Whatever. We'll try a yeah. different sound, you know? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know you were all scattered around, actually. Uh, yeah. So how yeah, was yeah. writing then? Was that, like, a logistical challenge for these new songs? Oh, oh, always. Uh, it is a challenge. I think I take a lot of the, like, lyrical role in terms of, like, the 
in terms of just the writing now more so. And then Eric and, and, and he'll take over. Um, he has like his own style of writing. And so a lot of the times you'll hear it too. Like, even if you listen to like glum versus like choke, Eric wrote the lyrics for choke and I wrote lyrics for glum and it is very different. But I think when you put them together, it really works. You know, it's just yeah. like, it's kind of the way I kind of view it is like bands that have like two, two writers, even though I don't sing or like two singers, like brand new or, or even made a parade, you know, they have multiple writers in the band. You can tell the difference in the songs, but it just works in terms of like building that, that, um, discography, you know, like, I don't, I don't think I, I always say that I don't want to write every lyric for every song because I feel like, you know, eventually you might end up telling the same story. You might end up, you know, getting stuck in one, one spot and being able to have other people come in and write and add in their own input. Um, I think really helps us, um, yeah. tell different stories in, in different ways. And, and yeah. I think that songs like choke and songs like glum reach a different audience. And I think that's specifically because of, well, obviously the sound, but also the the lyrical content. I think it speaks to different people, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. something that's really cool. So writing wise, I'll come in for a weekend and the band, whole band might not be there and I'll write with, with Jenkins, um, the one guitarist and, Cause he has like a home studio and like, we'll write a bunch of stuff and oh, very handy. Yeah. Eric, cool. Eric, Eric does his own stuff, like his own recording, he'll work with Dawn and, and then we'll come together and, and the rest of the band, you know, Luke will come in um, and we'll listen to all the songs together and then we'll add our own input. And, and it's, it ends up being like a Magua's weekend. Like we'll get together and like, we'll drink a bunch of beers and like, we'll play all the demos and there might be like 50 of them. <laughs> we'll be like, by like the 30th, it was like, yeah, man, just keep going. <laughs> like, <it's> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but it, yeah. it is a, it, when we get together it's a hell of a good time and and you know it's definitely like been few and far between especially with the pandemic but um like for this last record the one that we just recorded with nick like we had one session where we got together and listened to the whole thing and decided like on that day like what the songs we thought were going to be yeah yeah, yeah. just like yeah this is what's going to be um and and it worked and i think it worked really well it's just um yeah. it's a lot more just like we're not gonna be able to get together so you kind of have to write on your own and then and bring it to the table like it's got to be ready you know it's probably um, better it's probably might be uh not i don't know if it's better but like it's probably nice doing it impulsively as well just be like okay that's done no more overthinking that's done mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah. I, yeah. I find like that too because i feel like a lot of a lot of times if we get stuck on something for too long you either end up hating the idea or you feel like you have to use it because you spend so much time on it yeah um and yeah, I think that's that true. that's, that's fucking very true, man. That's such a good point. Yeah. Man. And like you, for us, it's just like, listen, like this is what it is. And if it, if it doesn't sit, it doesn't sit. Like we, we don't get like too caught up on what needs to stay and what needs to go. It's more so. And luckily we have Nick, Nick <laughs> in the studio, Nick is a straight shooter. He'll be like, listen, man, here's what I think should be on the record. You know, these are the songs and, and let me know what you think. We'll have a conversation, but most of the times, so far what we found is he's been right so like, we just yeah you know we trust nick and we trust the process and we and we know that he, whatever we leave that studio with is going to be our, the best product we could make at that time and so yeah. it, you know it's all about trusting each other and trusting the process yeah I, love, I fucking love nick man he's such a good guy legend one of the best he's so real he's just so genuine and and uh you know we found them with the lumberyard through like you know the wonder years uh a lot of the band members love the wonder years and uh they yeah, did versus decay there same yeah and that's 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 how it went you know we went there and then i don't even know how i think because at that time we were like brenda's like pop punk or whatever like a little bit heavier we kind of just got grouped in with nick we didn't actually like go in there like seeking oh like nick or ace or whoever it's just more so like we reached out to the studio and that's who responded um and after like we're, we did one session with them for actions because actions was written first and then we did the rest of one of us is lying okay um yeah and after we worked with him for like it was like a one weekend thing after working with him for that one weekend we we're like dude he's nick's like the sixth member he's like you know everything we yeah. need for that band he's he keeps his focus he tells us like listen this is great or this sucks you know like he'll tell you and man and yeah he's, he's, yeah i'd love to us love in all the right ways precisely man yeah yeah boy, man hero total yeah. legend yeah <laughs> How was it for you then kind of not like being into music, but not really like being involved with shows or necessarily making it and then just kind of jumping in with this project and then like there's all these microphones surrounding you. And then, uh, you know, how, how was that, man? Because that, that seems like quite a, a, quite a drastic shift in your life to be, to be just from casually playing, to be, to be really involved like creatively and surrounded by all these people doing it. How, how was that for you personally? 
Yeah, uh, it's been a fun challenge. I really, um, sorry, I got some in my eye. <laughs> um, oh, it's cool, man. Yeah, like, no right, like writing, uh, coming right out of out of my mom's basement into playing shows was kind of kind of a drastic change, but it felt almost like natural. Like for me, that's cool. Um, yeah. I always kind of just imagined what it would be like. And then to be given the opportunity to do it, it was like, Oh, you know, like this is great. Like I, I would spend hours of watching drummers perform or watching, you know, concerts online. Um, yeah, man. And I kind of, you know, built up this idea in my head, what it would be like, there's definitely been a lot more challenges. I think, uh, you know, like, uh, I'm great with, I'm great with the year. So, you know, playing live, um, wasn't necessarily that hard for us because I feel like a lot of our band is like definitely a lot more like of like actual like musician musicians like people who yeah. spend time learning theory and spend time learning like stuff like that um yeah. so that's a little bit different um in terms of like keeping times a lot easier because everybody's kind of like in their head they got that that metronome oh, you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they spent that time whatever learning piano or guitar or whatever and playing like the you know playing the metronome and so playing live was, was um in smaller spaces wasn't too terrible but as we started to get up to like the bigger ones i you know recognizing that you know in-ears is definitely something you need you know like metronome is definitely something you need a click track you know stuff like that like learning the mechanics of that and learning the mechanics of like bigger live shows in terms of okay how are we going to like what do we want do we want a light show do we want you know backdrops do we want um you know uh, a backtrack like do we want brand playing to a click do we want this and that and like this i think that's been the the biggest challenge for me is learning that and especially for the band too like they've never done that either so learning how to really build a show has been probably the most difficult in terms of like coming out of somewhere like playing in a basement or playing like at a bar to like actually playing you know shows and unfortunately we didn't get that opportunity this year to do that um but that's been like on the back end, you know, things we're focusing on. Like, so, okay, like, listen, eventually, like, we're going to be going on a tour. Like, you know, what do we need? What, you know, that's still the challenge. We're still kind of figuring out, like, what's our show going to look like? What kind of performance are we going to give? Um, is yeah. it going to be more casual or is it going to be more like everything's choreographed? Like, we know, like, at this point, you're going to, you know, we're going to say something like this and then we're going to play, you know. Um, so that's kind of other things we're working on, too, discovering and going through that that challenge of, going from, you know, small town band to whatever it is that we become, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's really cool, man. What, why do you think this project has worked then? Why do you think people are into it? Why do you think people connect with it and enjoy listening to it? Like, uh, yeah, why? What, 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 what do you think your band is offering that people can't get elsewhere and everything? And, you know, why do you think this past year has been so successful? Yeah, I, I mean, I appreciate that you think it's been so successful. I think it's been successful in my own right, but um, I appreciate hearing other people think that. <laughs> um, Mate, yeah, I do. I, yeah, I do. It's great, I, man. I, thank you. I uh, yeah, I think it's been a lot of different things. I kind of described it last weekend after after our um, music video shoot. It feels very much like there's there's something, some sort of cosmic force that's like makes it feel like we're that's pushing us to keep doing doing more and keep provide giving more to our fans like giving more to our music giving more to our passions you know and yeah man. i think that as we as we've been growing as a band i think people are really seeing the work we've been putting in mm-hmm. and i think they see that we're really committed to this project you know um yeah and i yeah. think they see that they think they see that we're there we're there like we're here we're present we want you to know that we we want to be here we want you to enjoy our music but we also want you to you know, enjoy this process with us. Like we want you to know that, okay, we just shot all these music videos. Like take a look at all these photos of us like doing this. Like we're so excited for you to see this. And then you kind of build that like community where people really feel like they're invested in what you're doing and you're invested in what, you know, what they have to say. Um, And so I think a lot of it has been just the band's focus on realizing that the music isn't just for us, you know, making the music. That's, I mean, that's our thing. I mean, that's, I mean, no one else can do that you know, into like make the sound that you want to make. Yeah. Um, and then on the, then you go to the other end and it's like, okay, now I want, I want to give this to you and I want you to, to, to tell me what you experience. I want you to experience in the best way. And I want you to enjoy what you're listening to. And I want you to enjoy, you know, whatever it is that we're, we're offering. Um, and, and I want, you know, the fans to know that it isn't, it isn't about us at that point. It's about, you know, providing an experience for people. Um, yeah, man. And what we feel in the moment, you know, it's really, it's a lot of like moment stuff. Like this is a moment for us. Like feeling those new videos last weekend was a moment for the band. They were like, wow, this is cool for us. 
And then the mo- the next moment will be seeing how everybody else reacts to it when they see it, you know, and that's going to be special to us. Cause it's going to be like, I don't care if a thousand people see it or like a million people, you know, at the end of the day, if it's a thousand people who saw it, loved it. Like then it was worth it. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's of course, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's all it's about. It's about every, the people who do are interested, like really, really are interested. That's all it matters, man. Because like, I think it kind of sounds like as well. Although although you might make a grand plan, you take like you actually emphasize every little baby step and really kind of make mm-hmm. it worthwhile. Do you feel? And like mm-hmm. no, exactly. no no kind of like you know building block is ever ignored. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's exactly. also played a really important part. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, don't really, and I say this a lot too, because we, we, you know, we grew up in, in a small town and, and, and there's a lot of incredible musicians there and a lot of great bands and a lot of us start in the same places and the same bars, playing the same stuff. And mm-hmm. um, I think for, you know, a lot of people who don't know what it is that we're trying to do, I think showing those aspects and showing like, listen, like, this is what it's like for us. Like, this is what it's like to be, trying to go after the school like this is it's it's clearly a lot of work it's clearly a lot of time um and we're very devoted to it and i think that showing people that you know helps them bridge that gap of like oh so they're not just like a cover band or they're not just like this home it's like whatever small band that's like whatever just playing a bunch of songs writing a bunch of songs and eventually they're going to just like move on with their life like i think for us it's more so um we want you to see that you know we're just a bunch of dudes from the valley because that's where we're from the valley and 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 or just chasing the stream. And I think that there's a very real, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Of like, a, uh, you can really relate to that. Like I could, we could just be anybody. We could just be you or me. It could be somebody could see that. Like, you know what? I want to do that. I want to be in a band. I want to do what this band's doing. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. because I, 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 while I feel that, you know, you know, we're, 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 we're blessed to have the talent that we have. I feel like, um, we, we want to inspire other people. We want other people to know that they, they can do this and they can go after their dreams and we'd support you too. We want to go and be in a band. You want to go play? Like we'll support you. Want to come play with us, come open for us or we're open for you, whatever. Like we just want, you know, we want to inspire people. We want people to know that, that we care about their goals and their dreams too. Just must we care about our own. So. Yeah. You're a legend, man. That's sick. <laughs> Thanks really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're living in Virginia. Did you say? I am. I'm in Blacksburg, Virginia. For right. anyone who's looking for me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Where even is that in America, man? Like, is it is it northeast? Are you getting more central at that point? So, uh, Pennsylvania is is northeast, and that's where the rest of the band is. I'm in the. I guess it would be. I don't know what they describe. I think they describe. They, I think we're in southwestern Virginia, but I'm not in West Virginia, which might get confusing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so okay, like yeah, okay, yeah. the South, some people here would consider this a South. I don't necessarily think of it as that, but, um, it's like, you know, I don't know if you know where like North Carolina or South Carolina is, but it's yeah, around that, that region. So like, oh, um, it's, it's, you there. It's, it's South of Pennsylvania, but like North of North Carolina. So it's like, but I'm on the East coast. Uh, yeah. Cool. Now, yeah. Sorry yeah. to talk about American geography, man. I find it fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know any geography, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. What? So, so you, so you grew up in Scranton, Pennsylvania. That's yeah. right. That's okay. Right. Cool, man. Yeah. So yeah. I obviously, sorry to, I know you probably heard this a million times. I obviously know that from the office, the US office. Of course. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do, I do love that like, show. So yeah. Do you like that show, man? I've always, I'm, cause I've never actually met anybody from Scranton. What's yeah, up? What's uh, so, your it? Was it, was it kind of annoying that it, that it existed in a way? <laughs> no, you know, I actually like growing up, um, when it had first aired, I never watched it. Um, and I think part of that was because I was from the area and I was like, Oh, whatever. Like I'm too cool for that. You know? And then yeah. in college, like so many people, you know, asked me about it and I was like, yeah, I've never seen it. And so like my senior year, I think I watched it and like, like start, you know, front to back or whatever. I'm pretty sure I like, cried at the ending. I loved it so much. Oh, I like, God, absolutely man. loved it. It was so good. And I was like, Oh, like, damn, I missed this my whole life. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's it's definitely not obviously not the same. It's not really like that in Scranton. Um, but there are like there are things that they mention that you know remind me of home. And I know there's certain sets or certain things that were modeled off of things from our area. Um, and they did just change the Scranton sign recently um, from like the one that you see in the in the intro, which kind of like you know breaks my heart a little bit. But 
Um, oh, shame, they do have, yeah. there is uh, at like pen and paper, which I don't actually know if that's still open or not. Don't quote me on that. Um, but uh, at the, it has like a tower or whatever. And at the top of the tower, it actually says Thunder Mifflin still, like it still has like the sign. And they used to do like parades, parades and stuff, like the office and all, and like some of the actors would come and like ride the floats. And they still stop by. Like, I know like uh, the, the, the actress who played Angela, she'll go to some of the local pubs and Kevin Malone, um he'll go and he'll do a bunch of stuff um what? in the area oh yeah God, so like man. they still come by and still do so like it's like it's Whoa. really neat i know some people get like might get annoyed by the question like oh like it's in the office like but like for me it's like just another unique thing um yeah kinda, like makes me proud of my hometown you know <laughs> yeah and at least the show from your hometown is a good one at least yeah right it doesn't suck <laughs> yeah because yeah, I, I live in birmingham in england and do you know um do you know peaky blinders obviously maybe yes yes of course <laughs> yeah. so like yeah that 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 happens to me all the time as well man that everyone's like peaky yeah. blinders and i'm like yeah like yeah up. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, don't wear a hat i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah man don't like that anymore yeah <laughs> Might I know. Be, I don't know. yeah well mm. funnily enough so you know like oh we call it a stag dude but you're know, like a bachelor party when everyone yeah when, yeah okay yeah cool. yeah yeah so like when that show started getting popular we'd see like all these guys from like manchester in london like come to birmingham yeah. like dressed in like flat caps and like coming like <laughs> coming like the bars on saturday night and we were like what the Damn. fuck is happening we were, like, this never used to fucking happen man oh now happening all the time i'm sure you know yeah maybe not right now but yeah <laughs> mate yeah it does happen all the fucking time jesus christ yeah that's wild that is yeah. wild so how long you got yeah, left? yeah sorry go on go on mate no, oh, uh, for like uh, vet school, I have two more. Well, I guess it's like I'm finishing my second year now and going into the summer, I'll have clinics this summer and then I'll have another two years. So I'll be done by like 2023. Um, Fucking hell, man. Which is like kind of wild. Yeah, but like next summer, it's so like 2022 summer, I'll have off and we're hoping by that time we'll, the Magas will be able to do some really cool stuff and like tour and stuff <laughs> oh, i'm sure <laughs> by, I'm, yeah i'm sure by then absolutely man you know but that's yeah. so sick that you could like build up a fan base like off the road and then go play shows and the turnouts mm-hmm. are going to be way better than they would have been prior to this like internet growth absolutely there was a an article that dropped i think in 2019 i can't remember if it was on rock sound or, like rang or one of those i feel like it was puddle of mud but it might not have been um, but it was a singer of one of those like rock bands or whatever. And, and, and he mentioned at the time that he felt that touring like, like bands at our level, um, was kind of dead and kind of pointless because it was almost like a waste of money where you're spending all this money to go across whatever the U S and play for a bunch of shows, like 50 people. And, and, um, you know, you're spending all that money. You're not really like, he's like, you're making headway, but it's not the same as it used to be. And at that time, I was like, ah, oh, no, like, I don't believe that. And his whole point was you should focus on like online marketing, build your fan base and then go tour, which is what a lot of bands will do now. And I think for us, that wasn't actually our plan, but I think there's some truth in that in terms of like for us now, I view you like the next time we'll go out and we'll play a show, you know, there's a chance that like people will come out and know us from what we did this year, you know, as opposed to if we were to tour last year, it would have been more of that like rise and grind, like, all right, today, like, maybe we'll play to, like, 20 people, you know, which is not, I mean, I'm, listen, I'll play to nobody, I don't care, but, like, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, so, I think it also depends on, like, the mentality of the band, too, when it comes to that, like, if you're, you know, I know, like, Man Overboard, when they were coming up, they played, like, eight months of the year, you know, and that was sick, you know, like, yeah. great, good for you, you know, that's awesome, I know band, like, there's a band from Virginia called Telltale, and they tour all the time, um, and, I mean, they have a great fan base, and, and, and it's incredible, but that's a lot, I mean, that was, work i mean they had to work for that and i you know you know hats off to them because i know that's a lot you know a lot of time a lot of effort i think for a band like us who is a little bit more limited in time currently with what we're doing with our lives um i think having that skill set of building an online fan base it will only help us when we do have time to actually go and do what we want to do um yeah yeah so you know i it's like going back to the argument, like, no, I don't necessarily think that that's, you know, a pointless endeavor to tour the U S all the time. And like, do that. If you have the capability to do that, like go for it. Cause I think it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, you know, like I said, I think there was some truth depending on the dynamic of the band or what the band is able to do. I think there's more opportunity now than there ever was before to grow an, an audience either one way or the other. Um, and it's valuable either way. 
So yeah, yeah, I completely yeah. agree. I, I think especially being American, like you guys and a few other bands, I think having the ability to tour in your own national country, like so vastly, uh, you guys are actually really lucky to do that as well, man. Absolutely. I think. Yeah, that, I know there, there's like Canada, right? They like can't. No, they have to pay. I know we have to pay to go over and play in Canada, but I think it's a lot more for them to come here. Yeah, uh, at least it was right before the pandemic. So like Canada's Canada's a fucked country to tour, man, because there's like just a f- not many cities really, and they just go like a bomb, mm-hmm. like along the bottom bit, because it's just too yeah. cold. Yeah, because oh, I used to live in Canada, um, in Quebec. Uh, oh really? Yeah, man. Oh, and like yeah. pretty much everywhere, but like Montreal, Vancouver, and Toronto was like a B market that got avoided. Like no, but there was probably like four or five, maybe like yeah, four shows a year, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think you guys, it's like people will tour the US for like two months, three months, and it's like that's oh, yeah. so sick because people can tour England for maybe like a week, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I never really thought of it until you know you start trying to map out towards like oh like I could go play you know just the East Coast and like oh that, that fills up a whole two weeks, three weeks like. You can go, yep. you know, there's just a lot of more opportunity. Um, I can't necessarily speak to the scenes in each one of those uh, states, but I'm, you know, I've only heard great things about the Midwest. I've only heard great things about the South. So I'm just assuming like you hit the right spot, you know, there'll be people there. <laughs> yeah. Which is amazing, man. I think it's, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a really, really cool national kind of like, you know, love for like music you guys have. I think it's sick, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks so Thank much, you. man. You're a fucking legend. Thank you so much. That was really fun, it. man. Thank you very much for chatting. Yeah, yeah I appreciate your time. Yeah. Let's see you, brother. Peace see out. See you, man. Peace out. Bye, bye.